It's the Breakcast. Breakcast. The PopBreak.com. Breakcast. Breakcast. Listen to the show. Because you're in for the PopBreak.com. Breakcast. Breakcast. Oh, Hi, everyone. This is Marissa Carpico, the film editor of the PopBreak.com. I also write about comics, and I am here with Alicia Weinberger to talk about Batman issue number 50, uh, the big Batman-Catwoman wedding. Um, we at the PopBreak have some thoughts on on this big event issue. Um, uh, just to start off, just realize that we are going to be spoiling the whole issue. So if you haven't read it, turn this off for a couple minutes and, well, maybe like a half hour. Uh, read that thing and then come back. Um, so basically the issue is the culmination of Tom King's, uh, the writer Tom King's, first 50 issues of um, the his, his time on the Batman um, main book. And this whole time he's been setting up a relationship between Batwoman, or, whoops, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> that would be interesting, though. Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne, and um, Catwoman, uh, Selina Kyle. Um, and they've slowly sort of been, they're, they've, they've been experiencing, their, their romance has grown over the last couple years. Um, and then last year, Batman proposed, and uh, this issue, they're supposed to get married. Um, but as we shall see, that does not happen. Um, and, uh, I have some thoughts on it. My thoughts are basically, um, a big old eye roll emoji. Um, and, uh, I say that as a longtime fan of the, um, the characters and, and the book sort of, I, I've been on even on Tom King. Um, but Alicia here, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about um, your experience with the characters and then what you thought of the, um, the issue? Howdy. <laughs> hey. Uh, so, I, I mean, I just want to preface this by saying, like, I am what the cool kids these days call a sad boy. B-O-I. <laughs> I am completely sappy for romance. I, I am low-key uh, a, a helpless romantic. I cried during Infinity War. Okay. Not during for Peter Parker. Uh, oh, second spoiler, by the way. You guys had a month to watch. <laughs> We're spoiling uh, everything. <laughs> I tears started rolling when Vision had to ask Scarlet Witch to kill him, and he was like, "You will never hurt me." And I just like, uh, like just bawled, bawled my eyes out. That so was I'm great. No, that's a great part of that movie. I listened to the weekend like fifty times a day. <laughs> I hate admitting that. <laughs> so, with that said, I, oddly enough, like, I love Batman. I love I love the Batman character. Like, I, I utterly love, like, Scott Snyder's run on him. I've read, did you read um, Dark Knight's Metal? Uh, I, I will go on the record as saying I thought it was trash, and I read uh, the first issue, and then never again. <laughs> I... I read it going in like this is going to be silly. Yeah. So I just like so, so I did go in. I, I can understand where you're coming from because yeah. I did go in with that grain of salt. Like it's Scott Snyder, it's Greg Capullo, it's Greg Capullo fresh off the reborn yes. book with uh, Mark Millar. Oh yeah. And it is like it's gonna be bonkers. <laughs> so I, but with that said, I've always been like more fascinated with 
like p- the periphery characters mm. of Batman because like Gotham can almost be like its own comic book universe like yeah. like if DC in an alternate reality if DC was just like okay Batman is our Superman and like the whole world just revolves around Gotham yeah I would be completely fine with that yeah no actually I think that's that that actually hits on the point that I think was my big problem with metal is that I think you they make a huge mistake in making Batman the most important character in the universe in a way because he what makes him interesting is is in many t- many cases the people around him yeah Batman's always been a vehicle for me I yeah. love the character and I'm not, not with that said I'm not I'm trying to say like he's a shallow character and he's had great crazy moments like Court of Owls insane yeah but always I've always been more fascinated with the villains mm. than Batman himself or his sidekicks I've been more fascinated with the people around him um and then as far as Catwoman kind of the same thing like I love Catwoman in Gotham City Sirens I love Catwoman when she's paired with other female characters or on her own I always knew of the romance between the two that's just like how can how could nobody like like what do you even living under a rock like has no, <laughs> like you, you think of Batman and Catwoman you think of Michelle Pfeiffer and oh, um yes uh, Michael, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Um, but I've never read anything with them in the same book, or at least in the context that, like, like their romance is the driving force of the plot. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was at uh, New York City Comic Con a couple years ago writing for the site, and I was at the panel. It was the Batman panel um, for DC, and I remember it was right when. Um, uh, rebirth started, I think, or right before, yeah, right when Re- Rebirth started. And Tom King was on the panel, and he said something about like basically these two will be the co-leads going forward. And the room exploded. I mean, it was it was his mass hysteria immediately because I think no one had seen that, and they were very excited by that idea. I mean, I think that's what kept me reading this run for so long, even though, um, as I've mentioned in so many reviews on the site, I am uneven on King at best. Yeah, and I'm going to also admit something else, also something that's very shameful. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually never read anything by Tom King. Really? Prior to the, no. Wow. I, I mean, well, you've, I mainly stick to, like, the image stuff anyway. Yes. Or, like, the outliers. Yeah. I'm a Constantine fan. I'm always reading. I, I, I'm big into this young animal run right now that Gerard Way is doing. Right. Uh, have you been reading Doom Patrol? Um, also something I, I decided I didn't have time for in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, I'm a I'm a hater, but I I appreciate everybody's interests. I, like I I could I read that and I was like, you know what, this is not for me, but I could see where it would be so exciting for someone who it's speaking to. Yeah. So just without and and without sounding as pretentious as possible, <laughs> I do not read a lot of the mainstream, and I say that in quotes superhero comics yeah batman is like my go-to yeah typically yeah um and then the closest after that will either be like spider gwen or the runaways yeah no i think i mean i think um interesting interestingly the our site is a lot like that i mean i i might be the biggest company man in the in the listing do you know what i mean like if there's some big dc thing out i'll i'll read it you know what i mean And, and review it it's um yeah, I mean, I th- I don't... Uh, Tom King's stuff is... I haven't read a ton of his stuff, I don't think, before this run, but after I started to read 
other things. Like he's on Mr. Miracle, and that's a friggin' masterpiece. I mean, oh, he he is on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I have been meaning to read that, and I heard it's kind of um, it's pretty meta, right? Yes. I, I, I've been hearing it's it's very uh kind of Grant Morrissey, or is that? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think that's true. I think I, well, I think it's it's evident in this issue especially, um, and I think it's a good way to start talking about it. Is that it? He has a very interesting, untraditional way of doing comic book storytelling that is very engaging, but also very um, difficult. He makes you work for it. Um, and Mr. Miracle certainly is very meta and very much told in a. It's always deconstructing the form, um, and I think he tries to do that a little bit um, in Batman, but I, I don't know how well it works all the time because it it doesn't always fit in this form, and I think that's the biggest problem for me with this issue is that it's essentially, to me, it, it's, a, it's a collection of covers um, or, big, yeah. <laughs> or big splash pages with his writing over t- over it. And and sometimes that works. I mean, there have been issues where it works very, very well, this sort of evocative um, comic book storytelling where he's saying, like, ideas and emotions and, like, it's very dialogue-heavy. Um, in fact, he's almost done this sort of structure with... The, the structure here is that um, uh, Batman and Catwoman are writing letters to each other before their wedding that they would then read after they've been married. Um... And in parallel to each other, those things are told. And then there's also the actual storyline of them getting ready for the wedding on their wedding day. Um, And it's... Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I I have a problem with that. Mm. And maybe I am just... My brain is just a bunch of gray mush because the internet and the years (laughs) of killing my own intentions span. But... (laughs) I did not pick that up right away. I thought, mm. because the issue starts off with just a uh, first-person perspective. Yep. And also, side note, and, and usually I'm not one to insult an artist Ooh. or an illustrator, Ooh. but the lettering in this issue was very confusing. Yeah. Um, well, the lettering, he's done this before where, where he'll have a certain lettering... Um, type for Catwoman talking and a certain lettering type for Batman talking and that's sort of what's going on here but then there's also I think that's mostly what's going on unless they're talking then it's just like normal so there are there are truly like three different types of of text in this one issue basically yeah and and I didn't catch so I didn't catch on that the narration between Catwoman and Batman Mm. um, that happens over like the cover pages yep I did not realize that's from their letter. Yeah. Until like really, a, like more than a quarter way through the book. Yeah. No. I, well, I think that's a good point um, because he doesn't tell you that until much later. But also, it's something you wouldn't pick up on as a new reader. Like, say, say you're just a Batman fan who's maybe not been following the book for a long time and just hasn't been in like the daily, the week, the monthly, bi- well, biweekly buying of comics for a long time. But you see the Batman and Catwoman are getting married, and you're like, oh crap, I gotta go buy that. I don't, I don't know how any like reader who's not already involved jumps into this. It must seem like like a shameless money grab, honestly, because it, I would think it would be incoherent, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so, because like, here, here's how 
and maybe I'm getting way ahead of myself. But here is if 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 I was talented and intelligent enough <laughs> and attentive enough to work for DC. This is how I I would ideally structure the book. Mm. And of course, everybody had everybody has an opinion. Right. Not saying mine is right. Not saying mine is wrong. Mm-hmm. But this is how I would do it. I would have much preferred this issue to be an anthology issue surrounding the wedding. Yeah. So, story A, Batman, Catwoman getting married. Story B, C, and D is like, what's Alfred doing? Who's getting the flowers? Like, like, like mundane, silly stuff like that. Because isn't this the whole point? Yeah. Well, Batman and Catwoman are settling down. Yeah. They're settling down. They're people who are typically not very emotional people. Right, right. They act on impulse. They live on the fr- fringes of society, more or less. And they live a lifestyle that is completely counterintuitive to marriage and yes. matrimony. Yeah. So wouldn't it have been more appropriate if the issue wasn't this giant, grandiose poem, but just them trying to cope with the mundane of preparing for a wedding. And it would have been nice, like, between panels, they're trying to finish this letter. They're trying to frantically finish, I guess, what is supposed to be their wedding vows. Mm-hmm. And things just keep going wrong. And and then that's when it's revealed at the very end of the issue that, the oh, their narration is their letter to each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been more impactful um, I, I'm, I'm somebody who's less is more. Yeah. You know, it, it, the whole spiel about, oh, his eyes are blue and they're speckled with <laughs> yellow. And I'm just like, I, I you know, yeah. maybe, like I said, I don't read a lot of Catwoman. I never read anything with Catwoman and Batman together a lot. But I feel like that's not something Catwoman would say. Yeah. No, I think I think that's always. Been, I totally agree on that because, in that, and I've complained about it a lot with King's Run, is that his his prose can get very purple, like deep friggin' purple, and this is a very good example of it. This 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 issue of just how sort of bizarrely abstract and like. I don't. I don't know what quite way to qualify it. I mean, there's something romance novelly to it, but but Victorian romance in it. I don't. Yeah. Do you know it, what I'm it, saying? Keep in mind, this is coming from somebody who just publicly admitted mm-hmm. to I don't know how many people who who listen to our podcast, but publicly admitted that I am quote unquote what the cool kids call a sad boy. I watched the entire box <laughs> set of the Eon Flux cartoon when I am upset. Yes. I mean, listen, I, I, I can't, I, I'm not the person to crap on you for that. I am, (laughs) I am not only a romance, um, uh, you know, novel reader. I am like part of the special romance novel group on Audible. You know what I'm saying? Like I pay extra money to get as many free romance novels as I can get. And I know they're trash. But yeah, I don't. There's... So somewhere, somewhere in the world, uh, Marissa has an iPad with a lot of PDF thumbnails that have a lot of abs and um, roses on it, and like a lot of cl- uh, cl- calligraphy written on the covers. So, no, I, I just I delete all that. I don't want anybody to know it when I die. Um, <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I I think I, I get this sort of like it's interesting to try to see Batman and Catwoman in this in this hugely like romantic you know, insane mode, but it, 
like Harlequin romance mode essentially, but it it doesn't quite work. And sometimes it does work. Like he, there is some of what you're talking about with the smaller details in previous issues. Um, there's a whole issue devoted to Catwoman um, picking out her her wedding dress, which is phenomenal. Um, oh, yeah. And there's a and there's even the, I think the closest thing to what you're describing is the um, Batman annual that happened a couple months ago. That was phenomenal. Um, where it showed uh, the first time that the two of them met and them sort of arguing about when they first met because they disagreed about when it was. Um, That's adorable. Oh, it's phenomenal. Oh, my And the, the art was great. Um, and, the, um, and then the second half of the book was them, like, f- when they're old and dying and, like, you know, they've had grandkids or whatever. And it's like, oh, I was emotional. I was like, I can't believe I'm crying to some dumb Batman comic. This is embarrassing. But I certainly went out and bought that issue afterwards. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Like sometimes it works very well. And when it works very well, it is very effective. But this for me was did not work very well for a number of reasons. One of them being, like you said, the the prose was a lot this time. Um, And also, I, I don't think it helped that it was there wasn't a coherent artistic um, feel throughout it. Like we have the Mikhail, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Mikhail Giannin or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think so. yeah. And he's done, um, quite a bit of this run. And I, again, have not been nice to him. Like you're, you, you're not one to shit on an artist, but I am. Um, and I've done it many times for him, but I think he's been much better lately. And I think there's really good moments in this for him. Like what that hallway scene. Oh um, yeah. When they, when he is, unceremoniously seeing the bride. Oh, my God. And they, they end up in the middle, like, in a full yeah. clench. I was like, kill me. This is beautiful. I, I, I cannot I mean, don't, believe. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to suggest that this this issue is absent of any sort of emotion. Or no, not at, all. not at all. I the mo- that, that one scene where, or panels, where Batman's on his phone and he's essentially asking Alfred to be his best man. And Too much. Kind of like <laughs> I couldn't handle that. Doing, doing it and like to Alfred, like little old Alfred, that is like the world to him. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a beautifully... Um I don't know how to... I guess it would be beautifully staged scene in the way that we see Bruce in the foreground and he's like playing with his phone and it's so obvious to him that he would ask... Uh, Alfred to be his like witness best man sort of thing in this moment and, and you know the, and, and the way I kind of interpret that is it's either you can either read it as like Bruce is just so distracted or mm-hmm. aloof or he is just a cold cut like let's just get this done kind of guy and he's on his phone and doesn't realize how impactful for this is for Alfred or he is reverting back to the superficially apathetic teenager yeah. doesn't want to admit he loves his dad. But really yeah, loves his yeah. Dad. or, or he's, which, he's deliberately avoiding the emotion, which is, I think, probably the, real, the way it's going. But what's so smart about the scene is that you see all of that, everything that it means to Alfred, because he's staring directly at, at us, or like at Bruce, you know, in our direction, basically. And it's like, you see how much it means to both of them. And it's, that is such good, like like staging of a scene really like really excellent stuff and there's a lot of excellent stuff like that but oh yeah uh, uh, the, the page where um the Catwoman is it, it, even though there wasn't anything emotionally impactful but it, it was just so insightful to into this character um 
when she's trying to put on her dress with Holly. Oh, yeah. And she is kind of just freaking out. Like, any other, not to stereotype, but any other woman on her wedding day, um, no matter how cool you play it, Mm -hmm. weddings are, I would assume, are always stressful. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are. Yeah. No, Um, they are. And and that's just interesting because going back to what I said, why this marriage is so is such a big deal is because these two characters on a surface level in pop culture in our minds are people who are emotionally aloof right. they live on the fringes of society they live yeah. a lifestyle that is not cohesive with marriage and here she is like kind of enjoying the moment or dreading it yeah or just be, actually being present in her way. Yeah, and I think I think that's what ultimately frustrates me about the whole issue is that they, he spent the last year basically doing the laying the groundwork of preparing these two characters to get married, right? Um, and they've done a lot of emotional work of like this idea of like there's the cheating idea with the Wonder Woman thing, there's the fighting things together situation with on one level Poison Ivy um, and another um, would be when they they basically go to um, uh, find um, Damien's mother, who's Talia, to to basically get her approval in some way. Not really, but it, there's a whole thing where they're chasing her down together, and they both have to fight her and all this nonsense. Um, and it's like he's been doing all that work, throwing these like metaphorical challenges in their way for the last year since the since the proposal, and now we finally get to the culmination of all that. And it just falls apart because of the of the idea that he can't be Batman anymore if he's happy, which is probably true. I mean, that's my biggest problem with Arrow is that he keeps learning the same lesson every. Oliver Queen keeps learning the same lesson every year, but in order for the show to go on, he cannot actually learn that lesson forever. He has to learn oh, the same you, lesson you, over you mean, again. You mean the lesson of that show isn't season one? Okay it's okay to kill people or season two, it's not okay to kill people. And in season three, it's like, maybe we just kill some people. Right. And then season five, they're like, oh, he has to learn it's not okay to kill people again. But it's like, bro, we know that for the last like three seasons. I don't even get me started. I can't. Um, I'm pretty sure the good guys kill more people than the bad guys. So every, I, I've killed more people. It's like incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, yeah, it's just too much. But yeah, it's like, this is the problem is that sure, that's probably true. But for me, it would be more interesting as a as a reader and as, I would think, a writer to see what that would actually be like, to, to really push these two characters over that edge and then give us what it would be like to actually live as two married superhero slash supervillains. It would be so fascinating. And yet instead, we do the same thing that we've seen so many times in other comic books, like, you know, they they got to split up uh, Superman and Lois Lane every once in a while. They got to split up fucking Mary Jane and, and Peter Parker every once in a while. Like, you know, Batwoman is like literally not allowed to touch a woman anymore. I don't know why. Even though she's <laughs> lesbian. Like, there's so many issues of like, we ha- the only way we can perpetuate our our childhood superhero fantasy is to make sure that we never grow up. And I and I get that that's part of the genre, but it's exhausting. I'm tired of it. And, yeah, and which is interesting that you, you say that because, like I said, I have not really read 
Mr. Miracle Run Tom King is doing, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I do see like bits and pieces on the internet and you know other people's conversations. But Mr. Miracle is essentially a dad, and he's married to Big Barda. Am I, am I making that? No, you're right. That is such a good right. point because that I'm living. I've never read a Mr. Miracle before this run, but I am so in for Mr. Miracle and Big Barda now. Uh, that is such a good point. Like, and, why and, can't he do that for me in this? What this thing I want more? And I wonder, is it because Mr. Miracle is not that marketable of a character? He is kind of like this goofy like 1960s gonzo like sci-fi character so really like nobody's really cared about him and so you could really pretty much what like gerard way is doing with young animal like he's taking these fringe characters in the dcu and just doing whatever he wants with them for better or for worse i'm sure that's 100 it honestly uh, i mean i i'm sure that's 100 it i i i do want to give king maybe a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here because he did tweet like yesterday because he i'm sure he knew shit was going to hit the fan um, that this is only half of the story he's telling. Like, really, the story he wants to tell with these two is 100 issues long, which, I mean, my God, uh, that's an existential crisis for me because I don't want to live long enough for this. Like, it's too many. <laughs> if I have to keep reading two friggin' Batmans a month for the next 50 issues, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill someone. Oh, yeah, I forgot they're doing the... Uh... I could never forget. I mean, this is this is my villain origin story. Is the bi monthly thing? I'm I'm not kidding. This At is three ninety nine a price. Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> we're we're reviewing them. I can't imagine what a normal person is doing. I don't understand. What are they doing? How could could you imagine paying like six ninety nine or whatever the hell this this fifty this number fifty is, and getting this and being like, I waited possibly my whole life to see this happen, and this is the trash pile I gotta get. Like, is this recyclable? I can't imagine. I can't imagine being a normal person. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I just keep, I'm sorry, I just keep going back to, mm -hmm. going back to what you said, this whole run that he's doing, yeah. as fractional, as, sorry, not fractional, fragmented as I've been reading it, mm. it has all been these little vignettes yeah. of, of Batman and Catwoman together, yeah. more or less. Um, I don't know if the I don't know if the did his run soar off that way because I know there was a whole Gotham guy. No, no. Well, that's that's actually the question now. Is that there's that that uh, I don't think it's even a splash page because it's so dumb. Um, the last page there's that panel where it's um, Bane and all of the people that have showed up shown up in basically all of King's run being like, ha ha, we have broken the Batman by making Catwoman break up with him and not get married. And like Gotham girl is standing there, which is, yeah. what is that? What, she, what does she have to do with that? I, and, and I, the implication is that she's a villain who's been involved in this from the beginning. But if that is the case, then what the hell is the framing device of that first arc that has A, no Catwoman, and B, has her basically saying this this is the this was the the beginning of the end of Batman and and like I'm married to the signal now like it was it makes no sense and that maybe it will maybe I just need to go read go back and read but that sounds like a hell worse than death and I'd rather just be killed um, I just I don't understand how any of it connects and I frankly the way this ends I don't I don't want to read more but I God knows I will because I don't have enough self-respect to not. <laughs> you're, you're just you're uh, 
you just love punishment, don't you? I, <laughs> I love a good Batman-Catwoman thing, even if it's bad. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I would, I, I never really read them together, mm. but as I mentioned before, I love sappy romance. Mm-hmm. Romances between two characters who are star-crossed. I, 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 I know I keep referencing this, but I love Young Flux cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> love it. I got, I don't know how I got my hands on the box set, uh, and I binge-watched it, and I love that as, as weird as that cartoon is, Whoever wrote that strange, bizarre relationship between Eon Flux and Trevor Goodchild, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of wish, like, there is, I, I, and I'm drawing, I'm grasping for straws and drawing parallels between two very different pieces of pop culture that have nothing to do with each other. Sure. But I kind of wish, like, we saw a little bit of that in this issue, this anta- like this antagonistic relationship between... Catwoman and Batman mm-hmm. um, but in this issue every time it, 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 you know not, and, I, and I don't want to come off like oh I'm being crude or whatever I have, I have no problem with like like sex in the comics or nudity or anything like that or sexuality yeah. but it was just frustrating that every single page that wasn't the main story oh, yes. every splash cover in this book yeah. was just them making out on the rooftop oh god which, yeah cool it's exhausting. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But, like, I would have much loved, like, little quiet moments. Yeah. Too. No, I think that's a that's a good call. Because what they clearly did was um, call, like, 40 artists and say, hey, want to do a splash page about Catwoman and Batman? You can choose any era. Um, and then they... Yeah, and... and, and <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong. Yeah. I'm, I, I have zero attention span. But did they reuse covers from other books... Like that Frank Miller page. Um, I, I, I don't did that know. Exist already? I don't I'm actually not sure about all of those. I think there there are definitely some reuses. Like there's that lat page near the end that they take the page where he originally proposes and put it in here as a splash page. I don't remember if it, it was a splash page the first time when it was done a year ago. But yes, there are some uh, remixes, if you will. Actually, I think you're right about that Frank Miller thing now that I'm thinking about it. I just thought that was something that he drew new, but no, that I think that is actually a a, a, a re, remix. Do you you read Wicked? Yeah. You read the Wicked and the Divine, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, this is. Uh, well, I'm way behind. But okay, yes, but uh, this was yeah. this is an early on thing. If this is like that issue where they where they took remixes of their own comic and and um, another co- and what was that um, and uh, the Sex Criminals panels that made fun of them and remixed it into a new comic. I mean, this is exactly it. Like this is the same concept. <laughs> But they're charging a shit ton of money for it, and they're slapping a bunch of you know words that don't always make sense on on top of them. But you're totally right. Every single one is like, almost every single one is Catwoman bending in some bizarre fashion over over Batman's arm while they make out. Almost every single one. Yeah, and and like I said, I I, I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just every single page and once again the whole point of putting these at least my point Mm. um, is putting these two characters together or any really any superhero together in a marriage like is is to test their ability to become civilians or have some sort of an approximation to civilian life 
so it would have been so much more impactful to see fine you're going to do splash page splash pages don't not really do a real anthology issue um which is what i really would have wanted yeah but can't get everything you want in this world no certainly not <laughs> especially if you're bruce wayne <laughs> I, I, I want to love like little quiet moments like how so I love the quote I love the quote and, and when, I'm a sucker for this mm. um, it is when he said when Alfred questions like why the rooftop and Bruce says something along the line well that's where we'll always be yep mm-hmm. I love that line and yeah. it just got buried yeah. it just got buried that line should have been like the sign off yeah. for this issue somehow yeah because like, that, that was perfect. That encapsulates, like, these two characters are not ignorant to who they are. Yeah. Selena Kyle is the secret identity. Bruce Wayne is the secret identity. At yeah. the end of the day, they're Batwan. They're cat. That's why they call each other Bat and Cat. Yeah. They don't actually call each other Selena or Bruce, which is kind of weird to me, but... <laughs> yeah, and that that's true. And even the whole setup of this issue was that the idea that Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle weren't get, getting married. Batman and Catwoman were. Like because those are who they are, at their core. You're right. Everything else is is the facade. Yeah, and I would have loved like a stupid, quiet, frivolous moment between them in one of those flash pages. Like I, I don't know, like doing something what every other couple on the face of the earth does. Like, mm-hmm. where do you want to eat? And <laughs> one of them replies, like, I don't know. You decide yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, the closest thing there is is it's a charming page, and I liked it. Um, it's um, they're at the zoo eating lunch together or dinner or something, and there's a bunch of tig- and they're in the tiger pit for whatever reason. And Bruce looks a little uncomfortable. Like, that's charming. That's what I'm looking for. But this is the problem is that I think you almost can't have charming moments if you're if the end note is that they're not going to get married. Like, it almost precludes the idea that they could they could make it in a way. Because uh, it, it can't be fully romantic when it's not going to end up being fully romantic. Does, does, does that make sense? Yeah, no. Uh, I, it just seems... Uh, every, it's, everything seems like it's in vain. This yeah. whole world yes. leading up to this moment, as great as certain moments are, yeah. love the Booster Gold story arc, loved, I really love the Poison Ivy story arc, as short as it was, um, was just in vain. Like, if this was an anthology issue, you could have kind, you could have rounded it out. I mean, Batman and Catwoman essentially psychologically saved Poison Ivy yes. um, from the point of no return in her story arc. So wouldn't it have been nice if she like kind of goes to the wedding somehow or yeah. she like does something with the floral arrangements as important <laughs> as that is. But like it would have been very sweet. It would have been amazing. very sweet for like oh. the people that do care about these two characters, their friends. Once again, what I find most interesting about Batman and Gotham are the people that surround these characters mm-hmm. is for them to genuinely care and want the best for them. Yeah. And and that, that scene when, or that, that page with, with Bruce and Alfred in the car and Alfred just says like, like if you want to keep living, you have to be happy. Yes. You have to let yes. yourself be happy yes. at one point. That's a beautiful thing. Or, or like when the whole Superman, Lois Lane double date thing, that, that was that was Tom King's run, right? I love that. Yeah, that's, that's him. Uh, Adorable. Why weren't they there? Yeah, that's the thing is that I would, my only my only thought on that is that 
he could I I can only hope I think it's a coping mechanism honestly is for me to say that that none of that is not all of that is going to be in vain and if this really is a hundred issue story then it will end with the actual real wedding that we were all promised um that's a big ask though I have to say and there's clearly going to be some really dumb um superhero shenanigans in between with all these like the, the rogues gallery being like haha we broke the bed man um yeah and you know something bad's gonna happen because as beautiful as that page was when he sees the bride before the wedding oh, that's bad luck yeah you know that's foreshadowing she is I will I will make a bet with you mm. I will bet you fifty dollars that Catwoman um actually i well don't take 50 dollars from me because i'm too busy spending my money on it's this okay. 399 issue it's, it's a theoretical <laughs> it's a theoretical it's 50 how much is it it's a theoretical 50 it's just imaginary but we all know it's gonna be more than two dollars yeah let's, oh, yeah. let's yeah, be yeah. honest with ourselves um because that day that that day and age is long gone behind us certainly um uh, you know she's gonna get killed or mm. shot or Somebody's gonna die. It's yeah. gonna turn into a telenovela. Yeah. Uh, my only hope that that won't happen is that um, she has a new book starting uh, the same day that this comes out. Um, oh, Joelle Jones. Right? Yeah. Am I saying her name right? Joelle I think I, be- I believe so. I think it's Joelle Jones. Yeah. Um, I've seen her on panels and stuff. I think, and and I not I don't know if they ever pronounce things right. Um, yeah, she's got that that new um, new book starting today. That's Catwoman. That it's just Catwoman, um, and yeah, that I I would hope that means she won't get fridged in some way, um, but yeah, something devastating has to happen, and like Bruce has to go to a dark place for all this to get resolved, and then they have to have a fight, and then like make up sex or whatever. But like that's the problem with the way this ends is that everything after this point is so cliche, it, and it can only be cliche because yeah. we've seen it six thousand times. I mean, it's why I stopped watching Arrow. 100 percent because it it was like all i know what's happening here they're going to be happy for 10 minutes then they're going to break up for a season and they're going to back a season later and i don't this is the least interesting part the interesting part is the thing you're all afraid of get to the thing you're afraid of i completely agree awesome yeah (laughs) like like i once i feel like we're a broken record at this point no (laughs) Going back to this past run is is been leading up to this moment. Yeah, yeah, and it's all been like it's just been a waste. And this is like it started in twenty sixteen. This is like two years of, of nonsense. Uh, it's oh, it's. Um, and, and speaking of waste. Yeah. Um. Well, all right. That was a harsh comment. <laughs> I don't. I don't like to bash artists. No, it's fine. I am in no way denying the talent of uh, Arthur Adams and Jim Lee. Oh yeah. At all. Yeah. However. These very the the wide release variant covers. Oh the yes. Reason why I say wide release is because I do follow Tom King on like social media, and he has been teasing uh, comic book store specific covers, and I have been screaming at my phone mm-hmm. because I want all of them, and they're all stores like in California or nowhere I can afford to go. Well, it's not, it's inc- money on these things. It's incredible. There must be seven thousand variant covers. I swear to God. I I tried to look up a list the other day because I was I was going to buy this. Um, and it's impossible. There, there must be. It feels like they're making more of them every single day. I don't understand. Yeah, the, the Nick Darrington cover, um, the the guy who's been working on Gerard Wade's Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's amazing, and I, I, 
it, dude, if somebody gave me a plane ticket tomorrow to fly out to whatever comic book store this is going to be at, it's at, available at Ultimate Comics, apparently. I don't know where that is. Never heard of it. Um, I, would, I would pack my bags. Actually, I wouldn't pack bags. I would just leave. I would go take a 17-hour flight if I had to in my smelly, sweaty clothes and, <laughs> and pick, just to pick this cover up. Oh, yeah. Did you see it? That's a great cover. That's a yeah, great cover. It's, it's fantastic. Or the, um, I thought this was a Joel Jones cover. I misspoke. It's the Josh Milton cover where, it, where it's just a, almost like a fashion illustration of Catwoman in her dress, just on a white back, on a white background. Oh, that I one's would, fabulous. Yes. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Or even the, um, I'm sorry. Now I'm just going down the list. The Dave Johnson cover. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And, 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 I understand that they want to support local. They want to support local comic shops. I am a hundred percent. But it's that. but it's such an obvious shameless money grab that that I have such an issue with it. I really do. But it's because it, the Jim Lee cover, mm-hmm. the Arthur Adams cover. Hey man, if I am gonna buy a wedding issue, I want some. Uh, I want some wedding shit <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> I want some sappy romance. Yeah, I, I want, want rice people. falling from the it's, ceiling. I want a cake in the corner. I want bridesmaids. I want it all. If, I, if I'm going to hang this up in my house, I want everyone to know, hey, this is the wedding issue with Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. And it's in none of this. Literally, the Arthur Adams cover, as cool it is, as it is, has nothing, nothing yeah. to do with this wedding. And, and, every, and you know, everyone gets to remember, oh, these are, that's just comic books. Like, the cover never matches the interior. Come on. Like, yeah, but still. This is an exception. Yeah. This is, the, the, the standard cover mm-hmm. is way better than the wide, re- the, the quote unquote, uh, or I don't know if there's an actual terminology for it, but the wide release variant covers. Yeah. The, the, no, the, no the, ones, the ones that everybody get are boring as shit, except for the Mikkel, the Mikkel Janin one, which is the... And I don't... Again, I don't love his art, but I if I do buy this, it will be that one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, speaking of all this artist stuff, how do you feel... Is there any like, actual splash pages in the, um, the issue that you like? Because I like a couple of them. Like, I like the Lee Weeks one. I think that's the most evocative in a way. <gasps> You know, I liked one. The Lee Weeks one, that was like the black and white one, almost like the negative space. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. I love a good yeah. negative um, space. I didn't care for like the very like hyper realism ones, mm. um, as cool as they are. Like the ones where it's like Batman's outside of Catwoman's window. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hate that one. It, 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 it's cool. They really, they, but like, I don't no, know. No, but just, like 1993 called. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um,. Which which one was it? I love the issue. I like. Sorry, I, I have a list. I have a small list. While you're looking, <sighs> I like the, the I like the Becky Cloonan one, which is I like her stuff in general. But I mean, clearly, I'm choosing all the ones with negative space. I like the Weeks one. I like the one with Albuquerque is all right, but it, it's a little too Spider Man for me. I think it's a weird quote, honestly. Um, which one is the Raphael Albuquerque one? The one where uh, Batman is tied upside down, and uh, Catwoman is standing. Uh, in front of him, and they're they're about to kiss. Uh, okay, yeah, I see that now. It, I, it's too Spider-Man. Uh, it's a mistake. You can't do it anymore. The Ka- I do. The Capullo I one's like, not bad. What's that? The Capullo one is not bad. No, that's not bad either. I like that one too. Yeah, yeah. I I like the Pope one where it's it's not actually a splash page. It's actually just three panels. Um, only because it kind of reminds me of Brandon Graham's artwork. Oh. And, 
I love that Batman kind of has a very Adam West yeah. uh, cowl on. Yes, that's definitely a, like the, a, a callback to their earlier history. I mean, I think that's what works well about some of these splash pages, but it just does, it feels too damn disjointed, honestly. Yeah, and, and ironically, because they just also feel safe, yeah. too. Other Ooh, than the, yeah. Weeks, the Weeks one mm-hmm. and... Uh, the Templeton one, I kind of like the Templeton one because it does remind me of Batman the Animated Series. Oh, that one's wonderful, yeah. Yeah. Um, they all kind of feel safe. Yeah. They're very samey, and they also feel... Um, like, I get that they're trying to uh, comment on the history of, of the couple, but it feels outdated in a way that is uninteresting to me. And, and again, when I was reading it, made me rethink about... Made me rethink, like, well, do I want to search out any variants? Because this is not great, honestly. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and I kind of wish, and not to sound pretentious, mm-hmm. the pretentious little hipster that I am, mm-hmm. but I kind of wish this issue, these splash pages, were set up almost like a funky like art exhibition on Catwoman and Batman. Yeah. Not just a recap. Yeah. But, like, what is... What is representative of their relationship yeah. to these respective artists and colorists? Right, I think that was the intention, but the the execution is not quite there. I would say because they're all just moments. Yeah. They're all just moments that would have or did either happen in a comic in an issue already. Yeah. Um, instead of these stylized emotional abstractions. Yeah, it would have been interesting to have one action essentially and all of that action like every time you flipped a page it was a new artist that would be interesting but it was all the same story that they're writing they're just writing two pages of story I'm, I don't even know if that's possible I'm you know like that's probably hellish for a comic book writer in, in a way and it would the printing would be a nightmare because you'd have to know what the person before you ended on to like start yours so it'd be I mean scheduling it's impossible I'm sure but it's yeah it's, it's, it's ultimately unsatisfying when it's just a bunch of images we've seen and that have nothing to do with each other and almost nothing to do with the the um the words i i, I can't agree with you more all right <laughs> uh well i think we have shit on this um <laughs> issue enough uh i would but uh, I'm still gonna buy it. <laughs> yeah i am i am up in the air because as i've mentioned my my review rather than give it a number my review is to give it a eye roll emoji out of 10 um, do you have a, a number you'd like to give this? You know, I'm too nice. Okay, yeah. You can. I'm too nice because I'm, I'm cherry-picking the moments that I love. I, if I have to give it a number, I would say a lukewarm six and a half. So. Wow, wow. I would have gone at least a three. Um, and that's generous. Yeah, that's, that's real generous. generous. That's way generous. Uh, okay. All right. Well, this has been um, a blast, I guess. Not really. No, the, it's been fun talking to you. The, the issue itself was torture. Um, we uh, do a lot of comic book stuff here. Alicia more than me, actually, because uh, I got I do movies a lot now. Is that a cat? <laughs> uh it is a small child. It oh, okay. Is. I was going to say, wow, on point. <laughs> really on the <laughs> theme. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we, I write mostly film stuff now. Um, every once in a while you'll catch me doing um, a comic book, um, but not recently because it's been nothing, nothing I've loved. 
um, slash I'm terrified to write about Wicked, the Wicked and the Divine right now because it is so insane and wonderful. I love how you have regressed or progressed um, and hid away into the world of indie films. <laughs> yep. It's really my natural habitat. This is where I was meant to live this whole time. Um, and Alicia, you do mostly comic book stuff, right? I do. I do. I'm also one of a couple of social media editors for the Oh, site. right. Duh. Yes. Um, so a lot of memes, a lot of GIFs. Mm-hmm trying to stay up, up to date with the cool kids the fellow kids yes they they are they're very cool and boy do they post all the time um yeah so um you can find me at marissa carpico and on the website um i think coming up this week we will be having i, I i'm going to probably write the review for the whitney documentary coming out and there will also be a podcast later probably early next week uh about ant-man and the wasp which is very exciting um, so tune in for that. Uh, Alicia, do you have any else, anything else you want to plug? Uh, you can find me on the, 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 the Twitter sphere. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of something funny. I'm failing. It's okay. Um, and, and then as you can imagine, if that is not a hint, my Twitter is very boring. Uh, it's at Alicia Weinberg. <laughs> Yeah, I have a very interesting cover photo of a little samurai stormtrooper. So you can stare at that all you want. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yours yours is probably not the nightmare mine is, which is really just like bachelorette, um, you know, musings, and then now I'm going through Game of Thrones. So maybe go visualizations. Hers is less insane. Um, Yeah, I'm too busy looking at uh, anime aesthetics. (laughs) There you go. All right, well, uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and um, hopefully uh, you'll listen to our Ant-Man and the Wasp podcast and also um, maybe buy Batman 50. I don't know. We probably have discouraged you a lot, and you should listen to us. All right, thanks, everyone. you should if you want that sweet, sweet CGC. (laughs) Exactly. All right.